As a matter of fact, it's probably going to be going on with this. Stay focused on the Lord. Amen. And all that, when I just said, you know, that one wouldn't even get into the message, but it's still, it's the same thing as staying focused. It's so easy to lose your focus in the time we're living in. It is easy to lose. It's a lot of stuff going on in this world. It's a lot of stuff going on with us, individual. It's a lot of stuff. We, we can be in church and have war zones, have being, being many wars in our mind. Many wars, many, many different things going on. It's, 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 it's very imperative to, to stay focused. That means you don't stay focused for a day, for a week. That means you continue to learn to stay focused. Focus to, is to concentrate. Concentrate upon what? Upon the Lord. There will be many things to come to, dis, uh, to, to distract you and distract me. But you, the Holy Ghost will let you know when you're being distracted, if you are praying, prayed up like you need to be, it lets you know that's a, that's a distraction from the enemy. Concentration is focus. When you're driving a car, I know a lot of people drive crazy out here, but when you're driving a car, you will not be able to drive that car like you need to drive it and keep safe if you don't keep your eyes on where you're going and your hand on the wheel. That's the type of focus. Concentration. Some people think, well, they don't have to concentrate, stay focused on Lord. Well, I tell you, if you don't, you're going to start doing other things and, and alternating different things and doing things that God didn't even tell you to do. Stand focused. Amen. The Bible tells us don't be found having our own righteousness, but the righteousness of God. Amen. We, we don't want our own righteousness to say, well, I don't think nothing wrong with this. I don't think nothing wrong with that. We want to know what God is saying about it. Because I was telling somebody the other day, Things don't have to just be a sin, but they can be become a sin to you because one thing always leads to another. It's the little leaven that leavened the whole lump. It's the little bitty no harm things that lead to big harm things. So the Lord just tells us, don't go there. Amen. And you have to got to read your word and get in that word. That word will keep you. If the word is not in you, you have nothing really to keep you. A song can't keep you. What the pastor's saying might not even keep, it won't stick to you like the word you read it yourself. Because every time you maybe this, uh, go your own way, the word going to spring up. If it's down there, it won't spring up if it's not down there. But if it's down there, it's going to spring up and say, oh no, it's like, don't do that, go this. This is why the devil don't want people to read the word. He'll have you read uh, our, our stuff all day long. You, you know, you might work on a job where you have to do stuff on, uh, with your, you know, computers and stuff. And even if, even, even if you don't have a job like that, he'll have you to watch TV all day long. He'll have you do everything or be on your phone. He'll have you do all that kind of stuff. But you and he would make sure that you don't have time. You just feel like I don't have time to read the word. Even sometimes if you just don't always, I ain't saying you should never, but if sometimes you just don't. Maybe get a chance to sit sometime, not all the time. Just sit and read, play it in your ear, listen to it. Don't listen to a lot of noise. Listen to the word. And we need to ask God what to listen to because everything you listen to ain't, is not of God either. You, you, you listen to stuff 
Amen. If God, you know, you feel your spirit's okay, listen to because you can be led astray in error by listening to somebody teaching something that's not right. That's the kind of work the world we living into. We living in. It's a lot of error out here, and it sounds like truth, but it's not truth. The Bible says you should know the truth, and the truth should make you free. And somebody tells part of the truth at the end of it's a lie. And you don't get caught up in the snare because whatever you listen to, you take it in. Is take keep taking in stuff. Take stuff. It's gonna root. You get a root, and you're gonna be acting off of what you hear. That's why I said now we can't shake hands with everybody. So speak. I'm talking about literally shake hands, but say, well, they they saved like me because they 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 say hallelujah. They say they love the Lord. They saved like me. The Bible said you should know them by their fruit. It didn't say you should know them by what they say. So that's how people get tangled up, messed up. They start acting like the people they say they say. They start dressing like the people they say they say. Because everybody say they're going to the same heaven. And that is not true. So we have to, amen, stay focused with, with the Lord. Stay focused the way God have you to stay focused. The way he have you to stay focused may not be the same way he had me to stay focused. It don't matter the way as long as you stay focused. God may have you to do different things that's going to keep you focused. He may have me to do different things that's going to keep me focused. I might pray early up in the morning because uh, he knows that in nighttime I'm, it's going to be over for me. I'm going to be asleep. Maybe you, maybe you might pray, you know, maybe you have a different time or you have a, he shows you a different way to do it. Whatever he does to keep you focused, it's going to work for you. But you don't want to break your concentration. We let anything break our concentration. Anything. Stuff that is not even as important as the Lord. We like it break our concentration, our focus. Then we look up and we find out we in a, we got stuff running off our heads and we feel overwhelmed. We feel because we took our focus off the Lord. Amen. Focus to concentrate, to direct one's attention. Directed attention. And it gives you, your attention is very, uh, if your attention uh uh, you have content, a good attention on the Lord and concentration on the Lord, then you're going to get clear perception. No clear attention, no focus. Clearly, you get the wrong perception and you perceive the wrong thing. So this is why it says stay focused on the Lord. This is the time that all God's people everywhere, we need more pastors and, 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 and leaders Amen to God uh, helping us all to lead God's people, helping us to stay focused. The pastors, they have to stay focused. We have to stay focused to be able to lead people. We have to stay focused. We can't let anything get up on us. We can't get distracted. We can't allow ourselves. We Distractions will come. I'm not going to sit there and tell you they won't come. Yes, they will. But then you have the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. Eventually, if you can't catch it right then, that's a distraction. The Lord going to let you know, okay, that's a distraction trying to hinder you. And he when he tell you something, he, he wouldn't tell you something if he didn't know you can do something about it. He wants you to do something about it. Don't be caught there the next time. Amen. So focus means to concentrate, to direct one's attention. If you're a person, you're trying to do five or six or seven different things at one time, and you see that that's not working for you, it's pulling on you, it's messing with you, then you need to stop. Like even myself, I'm a person, 
As I get older, I have to remind myself, I can't do all that like I used to do. I used to do, I do this, I do that, I do this, I do that, I do this. And now I'll be wild. And I sometimes, even in the house, I do this and do that, and then I'm messing up with something else. Might lead the water running. You can't do, you can't do all these things, then you don't be in denial to say, I can't do all these things. Keep your focus. Amen. All right. So, Focus, amen. That's we wanted this to dwell on there. Stay focused. That means stay means to keep, keep, stay, stay, keep, keep. Not Monday, Sunday, here and there, every day. Stay focused. All right. All right, should you turn your Bibles to Romans 12, chapter 12, and verse 1. Amen. All right. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren or sisters, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Amen. In other words, when he said, I beseech you, it's, I beseech means I beg of you. I beg of you, I ask of you, uh, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. It's like God is requesting. He's like, uh, really hammering it in. Please keep your, uh, uh, in other words, say, please, in other words, therefore, brother, by the mercy of God, that you present, present, God is saying, give your body, present means to give your body over to me, give your minds over to me as a living sacrifice. Because he died on the cross and he sacrificed for our sins. And he, he, and he died on a literal cross. We, we're not on a literal cross, but we're on a spiritual cross. Paul said, I die daily. And, and your flesh is supposed to be dying more and more as you keep walking with God. And your spirit will become more stronger in God. Amen. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies or give your body as a living sacrifice. Then it says, holy and acceptable. God said, holy and acceptable unto God. Sometimes we have our own righteousness. We think, every, we think everything is acceptable to God. Everything is not acceptable to God that we do. Sometimes the way we adorn ourselves, it's not acceptable to God. How many know holiness starts from the inside and it works itself on the outside? I bet back in the day, people just adorned themselves, holy, long dresses and all this stuff on the outside. But I'm so glad to know the holiness starts on the inside because you are what you eat. You are what you look like. It's just like whatever I have on, whatever you have on, whatever you are, that's the real you. That's why if that's not changed on the inside, you can't change people on the outside. It's not going to work. It's too late now. We 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 too late in the hour. You know, a long time ago, they said, uh, what, clothesline? I don't even do it. I mean, if something gets way out, 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 of, out of whack, I have something to say. But I don't even do it because this thing has to start on the inside. You got so much more stuff is so much important, you know. It, it, you know because people now they they gonna look like whatever they want to look like, and if you see them behind closed door, you will know what you be shocked. 
They go everywhere but naked. I say how so close to it. It's wild. And then people think, you know, you don't have to be in nobody's house. No, you know what folks do. Because you, you, you go by what you, 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 you see. Whatever's on the inside is going to be manifested on the outside. Some people have a spirit of lewdness. It's wild. And the Holy Ghost is the only thing to help you tighten up that. Spirit of lewdness go buck wild. That means you might be half dressed and everything else. And feel like there's nothing wrong with it. But the Holy Ghost will come to lead and to guide. It said, I beg of you, therefore, brother and sister, by the mercy of God, that you present your body. How many know a firm, straightforward word is what's going to keep you and me saved? A lot of times they're not doing that. And that's why you got the people in the church. They look like people that's in the street. The people in the church street look dressed better than the people in the church. And could blowing themselves on better than people in the church. Because the people in the church, they feel like I'm so worried about looking over the fence. What I can't do. So I'm going to just let it all hang out. And, and the Lord said, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Amen. And I beg of you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Even my, use myself as an example. It's not that I can't do, I don't want to wear this, I don't want to do this and do that. And, you know, it's like the Holy Ghost just lets you know some things are acceptable, some things are not. It's, it's always worked for me that way. So I don't care if the whole world, how they look over here, I know how I'm going to look. And then I know I'm supposed to be a pastor. I know that I'm supposed to be a, a child of God. I want to be an example. The Bible said there's a difference between the clean and the unclean. And you don't hear this kind of message talk, but that's how people keep themselves from further on falling into other stuff. So you get placed to your flesh, you're going to open big doors for a lot of other stuff that's coming. Do you hear what I say? When you open yourself, just for a little stuff, after a while it's, it's going to come. Definitely, how many know your flesh is tough? Your flesh is strong. Your flesh will get the best of you. It, it's not the people that's fighting you. It's you and your flesh. You know, you know, their flesh get real strong. <laughs> their flesh get real strong. It ain't no telling what come out your mouth. Ain't no telling what you're going to look like. Ain't no telling nothing what you're going to do. That's why the Bible says, present your bodies as a living sight. If the word keeps you together. <laughs> I tell you, if the, if the word wasn't helping me, I mean, I, I, I couldn't do, 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 I couldn't be constrained. You couldn't be constrained either. You weren't constrained before you came to the Lord. So, I, you know, if I'm going to be over here, I'm, you're going to do what God say do or you're not going to do what he say do. Because you're going to be opening the door to so many other stuff. Amen. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. God said, I, you know, I'm saying this is a sacrifice. This is not something. How I many you know a sacrifice is something that, you know, you might not even really want to do. But you say, I'm going to do it because I want to, you know, I want to bless somebody else. I want to, I want to do what God had me to do. So I'm doing this, you know. Like pastoring, I never said I want to pastor. I never thought in my mind had no minds to pastor. I never want to be pastoring grown people. People, I always say grown people because these are grown people you're going to be pastoring, not children. So it's like I never want to do it, but I just like you say yes to the will of God. So you're sacrificing your life. 
when you walk in to be saved, you're not your seconds like Lord. I thank you for calling me out of sin and to your mom's life, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm you know I'm doing whatever it takes because I want to be saved. So say, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy. Lord said, be holy as I am holy, and be holy in all conversations. Not so much just when you say conversation, that doesn't mean just what you say in your mouth. That means how you adorn yourself and all this. Be holy in all conversations. And it says, uh, acceptable. It says, uh, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. God said, and let it be acceptable to me. It don't have to be acceptable to nobody else, but be acceptable to me. Because if it's acceptable to God, you follow peace with God and you're going to follow peace with man too. God's not going to have you following protocol with him and getting into it with your boss. He's not going to have you following uh, uh, peace with him and, and into it with the pastor. It's all going to be acceptable, it's going to be all unified. Amen. It says, uh, holy and separate to the Lord, which is your reasonable service. The reasonable means, amen, that's, that is the least you can do. And God said, what I ask you to do is in reason. God said, reasonable means it's in reason, it's sensible, it's fair, it's good. What I ask you to do is nothing harmful, it's nothing wrong, it's good, it's fair, it's sensible, it's in reason. I mean, it's like I'm not asking you to do something hard, this is in reason. It said, it said, present your bodies into it's a living a sacrifice acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. God said, that's the least you can do with all I've done for you. That's the least you can do. You know, it's like this. You got to really, a lot of times, they didn't, I don't remember them saying it a lot back then, but, you know, as I've been walking with the Lord, you, you know, you, when you first be born again, you get baptized in Jesus' name, be filled with the Holy Ghost, and people tell you, they, they were just so interested you speaking in tongues, now you're saved, and that's how people leave you on down the road. They don't tell you how to walk through here. They didn't tell you to save you a whole lot. It's going to get rough sometimes walking through here. They didn't tell you that you need to stay in your word like you, you know, I ain't saying they didn't say none of these things, but some of these things, it is no longer, it's never been that way anyway, but it's not, it's, you're not saved for other people. You're not saved for your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, for friends and, and for the past. You're saved for you. So there comes a part to your life that is going to be you have to work your own salvation out with fear and trembling. You got to be saved when the pastor's there, when the pastor's not there, when your brother and sister's there, when they're not. You got to be maintained saved if you really want to be saved wherever, land, sea, or air. I'm still walking with God. I'm still going to live right. I'm still going to do whatever. Whether I, I, I found nobody sees me, nobody hears me, nobody knows anything about me, God knows about me. So you present your bodies. You give him your vessel, your body. You present your body and being that example everywhere you go. You don't have to talk about Jesus everywhere you go, but it's like people are going to see. You don't have to say nothing. People are going to see a difference about you. You're going to stand out. Not that we're trying to stand out, but you're going to stand out because it's like you don't act like. You don't, you don't, you've got to present your body and yourself, your conduct and everything. And they look at you. They don't look at you and they say they look at you and you look just like me over here. We look like twins. We look, you 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 got all this stuff on. I do too. You so you I'm say me. We say we both say. Amen. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable until uh to God, which is your reasonable service. And it said, and be not conform. Conform means it say be not conform. 
Conform means to be alike. And I just said that a few minutes ago. You're being like a twin of somebody that's not even saved. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God said, let this mind be in you, which is in all, also in Christ Jesus. So when you let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, the mind of the Spirit is going to tell you how to conduct yourself and how to adorn yourself. It's going to be different from the world. I don't tell nobody that you have to look homely and look all crazy, but you can still look good and look nice. But you don't have to be like the world. Amen. And however, whatever God, uh, God wants to do for you, you, you don't have to please nobody else but please him. Amen. By the renewing of your mind because you're letting the spirit of God lead you. So your mind is going to be removed, renewed. When your mind is renewed, your body follows whatever your mind tells you. It's a renewing of your mind that you may prove that ye may prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This all has something to do with us staying focused. Staying focused. Amen. And if you don't stay focused, I had one message years ago. It, it, says, it was called stay focused or you'll lose your way. And that's true. If you don't stay focused, you will lose your way. It's like if you, you know, driving a car. I'm using that again. You driving a car and you, you know, because I done did it. I know you have did too. If you get thrown off talking or you get thrown off with your mind on somewhere you be like where did I go what where I'm doing here you lost your way same way in the spirit you don't stay focused into things of God you'll lose your way and I would say right now we're living in a time you'll lose your way a little faster now somebody said well how do you know all this because I, I, I I'm, I'm striving to stay focused myself it don't have to be bad things. So people think, I ain't doing nothing bad. I ain't saying nothing. You don't have to do nothing bad. You can be this anything, but you don't, have enough, you don't take enough time to talk to the Lord. And you be in lumberland way over here, but look like every care day is up on your shoulder. And it's just the mercy of God that he lifts this up off of us. Amen? But you don't want to keep going there. Amen. As you turn your Bible to Isaiah. Chapter Isaiah, chapter 6. You know, the, uh, the Bible said we're clean through the word. Don't you know nothing can clean your spirit, your soul, a song, a jump, a dance, a holler, a moo-moo, a ha-ha, a thank you, Jesus. None of that can clean your soul like the word. That word that work, after the word goes out, the Lord said he sent his word out. Some fell among stones, thorns. Some fell on good ground. If that word is falling on good ground, that word going to help you throughout the week. It's going to help you throughout the year, throughout the month. But if there's a lot of clutter on your ground, that words don't go down, you won't, it, won't, it won't have the same effect. We're clean through the word. The word, well, this is why the devil don't want people to go to church. He don't want them to read their word. He don't want them to pray. He want, Because those things keep you on track. In the spirit, they keep you clean. Without those things, you started, the flesh started getting, getting uh, stronger. Amen. You need to knock the flesh down. I have to knock. We have to knock the flesh down. Flesh gets strong. And then you'll see all this other stuff come out the flesh. Amen. Amen. If God don't help you, you be somewhere that messed up somewhere. That's how strong the flesh gets. Am I speaking right tonight? It gets strong. 
And when it gets too strong, it'll push you down and tell you what to do. And you obey it. Whoever you yield your members to, that's who you're going to obey. You use your members to the spirit, you're going to obey the spirit. You use your members to the flesh, you're going to obey the flesh. It just happens. It's, it's going to be just like that. So when you, you, you don't want to wait till you see your flesh get real strong. We keep it down. We have to keep praying it down, keeping it down. It's not you keep somebody, you keeping your flesh down. Amen. And Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3. It says, Thou will keep him, in other words, God will keep us, keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. God is saying, he will keep us in perfect peace. In other words, he, perfect means complete. When God says perfect peace, that means there's no brokenness. There's, your peace is not distracted and broken all up. You might—I'm not saying you don't. You might not. You have you might have situations and stuff you're going through, but you still got peace, don't you know? That's because you got situations going on that don't make your peace is gone. You still have peace. God give you the peace that passes all your understanding, because you could be really messed up with your circumstances the way it's all broken up, but you're still in peace. Because God promised to give us that peace. He said, I will keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon the Lord. Now, we have things we have to do down here. And I'm not saying we just walk around here. Somebody said, how do you keep your mind on the Lord? Keep, be God-minded. Always acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. Take care of your business and, and, and just make sure you keep in touch with him. That's how you keep that peace. Amen. And spend some time before him some time. Amen. It's, it's like... That would keep him in perfect peace, who mind is stayed upon, uh, stayed upon thee, because he trusted in me. See, when you communicate and keep that connection, communication with the Lord, it builds your confidence up in him even greater. It builds greater confidence. You have greater confidence because you feel like whatever that I'm going through, whatever that I asked him, I just talked to him the other day. I just talked to him an hour ago. He, gonna, he hears me. You don't have no communication with God. Don't talk to him. Every skipping, every blue moon, everything, you don't feel confident. If you don't even see a person, if you don't communicate with a person, you ain't going to feel too comfortable by asking them to do too much because you ain't seen them you ain't talked to them you don't know what frame of mind they in what frame of mind you don't know you, you, you're almost kind of estranged from them when you're estranged from God when you have maybe not been in communication with him like you need to you kind of don't have the faith or confidence to go to him and ask him too much of anything so you take matters in your own hand and work them out but God don't want us to be that way because he said I would keep you in perfect peace Whose mind is stayed on him because he trusted in thee. It said, Trust ye in the Lord forever. In the Lord, trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. You don't, not only we have when you have peace, you have strength. You see anybody going through something that you know that's really really rough, and you see them hanging in there because they're 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 talking to the Lord. They have a communication with him. Because some stuff that we go through, we wouldn't even be here if it wouldn't be for the Lord. We've been lost our mind and cracked up in something. Amen. Anybody going through anything and hanging in there, honey, you have to know that the Lord is on your side. I know some things I would say. I know the Lord's on my side. It wasn't no people on my side. It was God. Amen. Amen. So that's what he's talking about. No matter what you're going through, I will keep you in that complete. Uh, perfect means entire, complete. 
peace. And, man, and we have to learn how to stay in that peace too. Because God can put you in peace and you can get right out of it. Amen. If we don't watch it. Amen. I believe this is about them. Peace is also tranquility. Freedom from disturbance. Now when I say freedom from disturbance. That doesn't mean we don't have any disturbance. Because we all have them. We got trials. We got tests. We got bills. We got things dealing with down here. We got all kinds of distractions. But God said. In other words. I still let peace rest up over you. That's the peace that God's talking about. Peace means uh, tranquility. That means that I could stay up all night and be worried. I could be filled with a lot of anxiety. I could be, you know, just overwhelmed. But, but I'm going to God and I'm casting all my cares on him. And he's helping me to get through this. And I don't have the effect on me like I could have if, if I, he wasn't with me or he wasn't helping me. Tranquility. Peace means tranquility. Freedom from disturbance. Calm and serenity. All of that. And God said he would give those, those you know, that those are the fruits of the Spirit. And those, and those that the Bible said in the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost, there's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. They're in the Holy Ghost. When you get the Holy Ghost, they automatically should be in you. But you, they have to be stirred up a lot of time. They're not activated the way they need it. If you have the Holy Ghost, you already have righteousness. You already have joy. You already have peace. But you can almost like you don't have it if you don't let the Holy Ghost work. That's what the scripture says. Stir up your pure mind. You, sometimes you have to stir up your pure mind because sometimes our mind could get like six days ago and we can get this real uh, in a common state where I'm saving, baptizing Jesus' name, I have the Holy Ghost. And, and we, we just, just don't stir up the gift on the inside of us. We don't pray like we need to pray. We don't read God's word. We don't fast. We don't do things to, to, to bring all that up to the surface. Like you, uh, somebody make Kool-Aid and you, you, you may put sugar in it. All the sugar go to the bottom. There's Kool-Aid that tastes horrible if that sugar is not stirred up in there. And life can be horrible without the Holy Ghost being stirred up on the inside. Amen. That's why you have people, they, they live lives, some people live their life until they leave out of here. They just say, oh, I'm just making it, you know, this is how grandma did it, this is how grandpa did it. And they just have a, such a born, a, 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 a very depressed life the whole time they're here and they end up leaving here. But God wants us to have joy. He's the center of, the center of our joy. He's, he's joy complete. So I know even myself, if it wasn't for the Lord who was on my up on my side, all the things that I have been through in this life, amen, I wouldn't I couldn't have to be here or I mean, could even be talking about the Lord. I don't know about nobody else, but he brings joy to me. I'm not always maybe don't feel joy on my own self sometimes. But he's the one that makes me happy. He's the one put a smile on my face. He's the one. I know where my help comes from. I know that if I don't interact and connect with him on a regular, amen, amen, my life is not gonna be joyful. Neither will I have peace. I'm not twisted. I'm not crazy. Joys and, and all this other stuff is not in people and things. It's in God. Because after you're around people and they make you happy for a little while, after a while they're going around they, along their way. We get caught up into people. Oh, I'm having a good time with you. Oh, I'm having a good time with you. Oh, I'm going to come back and have a good time with you. They may do you like this. I don't want you back right now. 
give you a cold shoulder or something. Then you're going to be by yourself. Because that, that didn't last long. But the joy of the Lord will last. Peace will last. Amen. He won't turn his back on. He won't push you to the side. Amen. I, I feel like I was almost preaching and teaching. It, it, it's coming through here. I, like I said, I was, I was saying.